Hello and welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I am your host, Jeremiah Johnson. We exist, as always, to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. This is episode number 52. So we thank you for joining us all along the way. Again, we want you to just connect and be a part of the Grace Point Daily family. We are available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, and Stitcher. So you can get us anywhere all over the world, and we hope that you'll check us out. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Pastor Justin Bella, back on the pod again. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. We had you back on episodes 22 and 23. One was called Modern Day Prophecy, and the other one was you sharing your story. And I was looking at the analytics and the stats, and actually our Modern Day Prophecy episode is our third highest episode out of... 52 episodes. That's a good thing. So there you go. You're really popular. So that's why we wanted you to have you have you back on. So today, Pastor Justin, we're going to be talking about BGMC missions and kids, right? Yes, we are. So let's dive into it today. What do you want to talk about first? BGMC? We'll go BGMC. All right. What what in the world is BGMC? Sometimes we have some of these programs and these things we're like we talk about in church and specifically in our little fellowships and our little tribes, one of which at our church we have this thing called BGMC, and it's a ye- yellowish barrel guy. What, what is this BGMC? BGMC? BGMC stands for Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge. Okay. It's the mission aspect for kids in the Assemblies of God. Um, it was started in 1949, um, and back then, the first offering ever taken is where they take offering, kids give offering to help support missionaries overseas. All right. So trying to stir up kids to give yep. to missionaries all over the world. Yep. Yes. Um, and the first offering was $9 and I think like 45 cents. Okay. was the very first offering in October <laughs> 1949. That helped to buy material to go to Honduras and Jamaica. And they bought literature and pamphlets to give it to the missionaries so they can give it to the children over there. Okay. Was this, did you see in your research, was it one particular person? Was it an overall concept or idea? Or they were just trying to figure out how to get kids involved? Or what was the... Um, the forward mission executives and the Sunday school directors got together and they're like, hey, we need to come up with something to help kids know about missions. All right. That's how it was formed. It was, uh, they started talking about it in 1940, but it didn't roll out until 1949. Wow. Okay. So 1949, BGMC kicks off the first offering. That was by a person or by the yearly total or what? That was, uh, that was actually the very first uh, offering given to the National District. It was uh, from the New York and New Jersey district. Oh, wow. Okay. But at the end of that year, they raised a little bit more. But so totally, so far, um, BGMC has raised $158,273,389.47 from 1949. Since 1949. 158000000 How much? $273,000. <laughs> okay, so just a little over $158 million yeah. heading towards $159 million. That's a lot of money. What does it go towards specifically? Is it directed in multiple ways or? 
Um, it mainly goes toward buying materials and things, literature and uh, supplies that the missionary needs. Okay. Wow. To reach kids all over the world. You know, we were actually celebrating Buddy's 70th birthday. 70th birthday of Buddy Barrel. Yep. Um, the reason we have the barrel is that they used to ship things to the missionaries in wooden barrels. Oh, okay. So yeah, it, yeah. So again, let, let's let's back up here a second. So BGMC has like its mascot, which is Buddy Barrel, which is like a yellow barrel, right? Yes. And it's kind of like, yeah, where does that come from? So that came from? They used to ship things overseas in wooden barrels. Okay, and wow. And that became the mascot. I did not know that. I think that was in 19, <laughs> 1950 is when Buddy became. And when, and is that when they started putting, when did the barrels putting, because basically what happens practically is you hand out these little yellow plastic barrels where kids are challenged to put in their change and dollars, coins, etc. Did they start doing that a particular period of time or when did that become popular? I'm not quite sure about that. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Just, you know, it's, it's just interesting. That is very interesting that that started based on missionaries having everything shipped in barrels. Yep. That's... And so that would become the concept that continues to go forward to today. What else you got there regarding BGMC? Um, just uh, what we've given this year, what the Simigod's given this year, 2018, well, last year, 2018, they you can gave, hear the ruffling of all this papers and information Pastor Justin has. It was eight over eight million dollars gave last year. Wow! It was eight million five hundred thousand forty-one. And so, how do you how, how do you talk about BGMC? How do you get people to capture what this is and why we should be giving to it? I like to, for the kids, we, we, once a month, we have a lady that comes in and she teaches about a country and about the needs over there and how that little coin can make a difference. Just a penny can make a difference. And then for adults, we, we try to point out and stress that even though the kids give, the adults can give too. Every little change matters. Yeah. You know, if you see a penny on the floor... Or ground, don't don't just walk over it. Pick it up. Yeah. Because every little change matters. Put it in your barrel. Put it in your barrel, yeah. And so it's not only just an individual thing where you're challenging children individually to give, you know, a sacrifice themselves, but then also collectively as the kids' church and as the church in, in, as a whole. Yes. Yeah, as the church as a whole, we, we, we set a goal, and we try to reach that goal. Yeah. And it's amazing how, <laughs> you know, we, we celebrate and our goal this year is, well, for Grace Point specifically is how much? Uh, 3,000. 3,000. And, you know, that's not really necessarily that big a goal. And we consider, you know, what we spend money on and where we put investor. For example, we were talking before the show, we're going to go see Captain Marvel this weekend. Well, man, we're going to, I'm going to take me and my girls and we're going to spend 30, 40, maybe 50 bucks by the time it's all said and done and won't really think anything about that. But it seems like it's such a greater sacrifice. If I was going to give $50 to missions, I'd be like, Oh, this is really hard. Yeah, it is. So how do we, what's your challenge in regards to missions? What do you, how do you pitch that to people individually and encourage people in giving to missions? I, I tried to teach them that no matter what, what little sacrifice you can give, you can make a difference. If it's just 
you know, a coin or a dollar bill or sacrificing a movie or going to uh, put a cup of coffee by making that little sacrifice, you're, you're making a difference. Yeah. And we, and we see it spun. I mean, this is done by secular organizations and that are like BGMC and others where, you, and you even see the commercials on TV, you know, if you just give $1 a day, you know, it can change the life of a young person or an orphan or something like that. But it really does. It really does add up, right? It does. I it, mean, it, $1 a day, $2 a day, $20 a month, etc., can really be beneficial in helping change the world. It, when you get a, when you get a mindset that you want to give, nothing's going to stop you from giving. I know a situation, I know a little boy who, he wanted to raise a thousand dollars from it for BGMC. And within a month, he had that $1,000 raised because he set his mind to give. Mm-hmm. What's some of the cool stories on that note? What are some of the cool stories that you've heard of in the past regarding people giving to BGMC missions, whether it be here at our church or other places? I've noticed, you know, um, stories of the where the a lady gave her last coin or last, you know, bill for missions. She didn't have any, or um, kids that would give just so fire for the Lord that they would just literally like that one boy go out and raise thousands and thousands of dollars for missions. How did he do that? What was? Well, he did it on Facebook. Just inter- uh, he d- he didn't have a Facebook account, and he decided to get one just for that. And he just started hmm. plugging it away, asking friends and family for money, and. Rent a thousand dollars. Well, and I know you mentioned another one. We were talking one time in regards to a kid that was shooting, like shot a, hundred, a thousand free throws. Was that or uh, no kick soccer balls or something like that? Well, I've seen both, but it, also it was a thousand arrows. A thousand was, arrows. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He shot a thousand arrows in one day, and people paid for the arrows. So it was like a dollar an arrow or twenty five cents an arrow. People gave what they wanted, and then he shot a thousand arrows in one day. Wow. I guess the question is, you know, what's the sacrifice that you could make? Sacrifice and, and how can you be creative? Think creatively and how you can give. Yep. Yeah, uh, sacrifice would be time. You're just putting your time into giving. Thinking creative. There's tons of things you could do for missions. You know, instead of your normal, you know, bake sale, car wash, things like that. But there's other things like shooting arrows or throwing, shooting basketballs. You just have to come up with an idea. And run with it. How do you encourage parents to teach or challenge their kids regarding missions? How do how do we begin to instill that inside of them? Obviously, BGMC, we have these little yellow barrels where we give to kids and we tell them to put change or ask people for change or their parents change or relatives change. What are other ways or, or thoughts you have in regards to myself being a parent of how I can challenge my kid to get involved in missions? Uh you have to just get the mindset put into them. Uh, we do several things. We have our BGMC breakfast every year where we honor the people who gave, uh, parents and kids, but we also need to put the information, the literature in the parents' hands and just keep encouraging them that whatever they do makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other? I mean, for me, I, you know, one of the things I would challenge, uh, I would say which I'm big on, and I've done this practically, and I'm not saying everyone has to do this, but I would challenge you, if you want your child to love missions, then let them watch you do missions 
together as a family. I share this story a lot. I haven't shared it a lot at our church in, in a while, but one of the things we were really challenged by is when we had our, I have four children, two boys, two girls. When we had our two girls and I was getting ordained with the Assemblies of God in Northern California, there was a service there and there was an individual preaching that night. Don't remember what his name was, who he was, but he shared the story about how he began to make missions a priority in his family. And this is how he did it. Every year they made going on a missions trip together as a family the priority. That uh, everything else had to submit to that. So if, if, if they couldn't go on vacation that year or whatever, they, you know, no Disney World, their goal is we are going to do a missions trip as a family every single year. That's our priority. And they committed to that and they did that year after year after year. And then he went on to say, share the stories of his children that are now serving the Lord. They're, they're in ministry and just doing great things. And he really attributed a lot of that to that priority and that focus of showing his children how important missions was by making it the priority of their family. We took on that. We From that, that moment on, we have our family We've been to Africa, we've been to Haiti, we've been to, we'll be in Jamaica, uh, Mexico, and we have made a missions trip a priority in our family. And and I believe we've seen the fruits of that in our two oldest girls specifically, but that's one idea that I have. Yeah, some people don't think that kids should go on mission trip, but that's a, that's a lie. How dare you that, think that way? That, <laughs> yeah, that's a lie, because kids can learn from that. Even parents can learn for that. I think kids do miraculous things yeah. for the Lord. And what you were doing, you were doing what the Bible says that we should do. As a parent, you need to train up your child in the way that they should go. And that's what you're doing by going on a mission trip and teaching them. You're training them up. And I know that I'm not, and I stole that idea from someone else. So again, that's that was not my idea. I, I took that from someone else and ran with it, and it's been positive. And you don't have to, and, and I understand it, there's money, time and money, etc. But I really do think that if you, and you could do it, I mean, start with something small. It doesn't have to be uh, going overseas. It could be something that you as a family, you could challenge your family and say, hey, we're going to go to like here in our town, we have the crisis center. Mm-hmm. And you could say, hey, as a family, once a year, we're going to go to the crisis center and help. Maybe there's a pregnancy care center or some type of external uh, salvation army, you know, something like that where they have a different programs or outreaches, something that kind of gets you out of the norm, that stretches you a little bit, and you make that commitment to do that as a family. Yep. I know here in our town we have the, uh, we do, they do a meal on Thanksgiving for the homeless. So, yeah, that's something that one family can get there and just go and serve. And you can go anywhere. It could be a uh, either overseas or if it's just a mission trip down the road, down the street to another town, you know, as long as you're serving and working together. I would say along that lines, doing something that will stretch you and challenge your perspective. Yes. So if, you know, it, it's got to be, missions has to be something that stretches you, that gets you outside of your norm, outside of your normal routine, outside of your normal area. Let it stretch you. And going back to finances, I always tell people, here's what I really believe. We should, as Christians, we should tithe that 10% of my money goes to the Lord. Now, I'm an ordained minister with the Sims of God. I am forced to tithe. Otherwise, they won't let me have credentials. <laughs> but I would anyway. But, you know, we should tithe. And, you know, sometimes we think like that's, uh, we should get blessed because of that. And I always tell people, 
because I give God a tithe, I, I don't feel he's mandated to give me a blessing. That, that's his. It belongs to him. And I don't even view it anymore as like, oh, what a sacrifice that I'm tithing. Really, what I've learned is that the real sacrifice comes in terms of my greater sacrificial giving to giving to missionaries. Like my family, I think we have one, at least one, if not two. My wife is the CE, CFO of the family. But uh, I think we have two kids that we support in Africa. Uh, we have um, give ourselves, give to missions every single month out of our budget. So it's a sacrifice because guess what? My kids uh, take do piano. They are on a swim team. They do some of those things. I want them to do those things, but yet we've made it a priority in our budget. And it is, it is a sacrifice to give to missions because guess what? By giving that sacrifice, it does limit the things that we do as a family. I literally, literally cannot afford to take my family to Disney World. Why? Because this year we're going to go to Jamaica as a family on a missions trip, not cruise or anything like that. Uh, and so I don't have any extra money to do something like that. So I want to challenge you. Do something that stretches you, that challenges you, that causes you to give a sacrifice to the Lord. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, you know, you know, it, it is a sacrifice. I'm sacrificing my time. I had to pick up a, another job just to pay for that mission trip to Jamaica. Right. So I'm sacrificing my time. I could be doing something else, but I'm giving it to the Lord. And it's worth it. You know, the one thing I can say in regards as we talk about missions over and over again, whether in your church or BGMC, there's a program that the Sims God has for youth called Speed the Light or, or general mission in, missions in the church. You know, all, pretty much every church is probably participating in missions or giving to missionaries. I just want to let you know that it's worth it. And it, it, it's hard to really always see what that that effort is producing that's why i'm such a bit big advocate of people going on missions trips because then it really lets you see those missions dollars in action yeah uh i can't wait this is gonna be my very first one overseas i'm i'm, I'm happy i'm excited i can't wait to go to jamaica and it causes you to you know the biggest thing is when you begin to make bgmc these things a priority it changes your perspective you know it's uh, it's more blessed here's what the bible says right it's more blessed you're more blessed to give than to receive. You know, this is a principle that we often, a simple principle that we forget in our lives, that you get more blessed by giving than receiving. And missions is, again, another simple way to see that truth in action. I tell, you know, this, go, and I'm not trying to harp on my story because, again, it's, it's not my idea. But I can't tell you how blessed my family has been by going and doing missions as a family and giving, and we've received more by giving. I tell uh, we have we have had, and we have done vacations. We've done some vacations and been to the ocean, and we've gone to theme parks. But we have had more fun and been more fulfilled by doing missions than any any vacation I've ever done in my life. Yep. And you're going to find that as out as well. So I, I hope we're, I hope we just want to stir up this thought process of missions in your heart. Uh, in, in your life. And the last thing I want to say in regards to that too, thought I have, Justin, you can give us more as well, is that as a, as a parent or as an adult, our children should not hear us talking about missions. They should see us doing missions. And so I believe this again is why I'm such a proponent of taking your family, your kids on mission trips and and, and letting them see, because here's one thing, all right? I could, which I have done before, I could go to Africa by myself and serve and 
preach or see people get saved and blah, blah, blah. And I could come back and show my kids, hey, kids, I was in Africa. Here's what happened. Here's the pictures. But there is something uh, exponentially more powerful when I take my kids there and let them watch me and let them see me doing missions, not just telling them about it, not just telling them stories, but letting them live the story with me. Yeah. Actions speak louder than words. The Bible says train up a child in the way to go. The only way you're going to train up a child is not to feed them like literature and lesson and lesson and lesson. You need to show them how you want them to be. Right. And the Bible says be doers of the word, not just hearers of the yeah. word. And so anyway, any other thoughts on BGMC? No, I'm just, I'm looking forward. We're going to hit our goal. We're going to oversee our goal. It's going to be awesome. Outside of just give me lots of money. Yeah, I loved. Uh, we were. I was at a fundraiser banquet a few weeks back, and there was an older pastor in our community that said, "You know what? I'm old enough to say now that if you have money, we want it." <laughs> I was like, "Well, okay then. All right, let's all go ahead and give them all of our money." So anyway, what's what's going on in in kids kids ministry in the worlds of kids ministry? Well, I, I can't speak for the whole deal. Uh, you want to I want you to speak for the whole country, yeah. all of kids' ministry. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I can speak for us here at Grace Point. We're taking it slowly and trying to get the Word into them, trying to get the Bible into them so they can live it out. It's a process, step-by-step process. Not just We're not just babysitting kids here. We are just training them to be servants of God. What's some of the issues you see in, in the life of children today in this culture, issues and things that they're wrestling with? Depression, doubt, fear, anxiety, you know, anger, sexuality. Anything an adult will uh, go through, kids go through it. Seems like some of those issues that we think well, I guess my opinion, uh, some of those issues that we felt that were for teenagers and adults are now seeping their way into the life of children almost as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I know I've seen elementary age kids dealing with sexuality. I've done, I've seen you know, suicide, you know, at three or four or five year olds so depressed that they, you know, they can't function. Yeah, I had a, I had a friend just recently that I think it was 10 years old. Or uh, eight or ten. I mean, it was very young that her grandson committed suicide because of bullying. Uh, it was just I, I don't I don't know the story, so I don't want to because that's obviously that's a very sensitive thing. But I don't know if he he was picked on. It was a young boy picked on, etc. Bullying, all those kind of things, and it led to him committing suicide. A boy, not 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 just a teenager, not an adult, a child. You know, and so our children are wrestling with deep. Issues. They are. And we're trying to make them grow up too fast. And we're not teaching them what they need to be in the learn. We're not teaching them the word of God. Yeah. And even things like, like you mentioned, some of those identity yeah. <laughs> things we want to say, which are related to sexual identity, are being taught now younger and younger to, to children. Yeah, I've seen kids who first kindergarten, first grade, dead. The parents, oh, you can choose what you want to be. You can choose what sex identity you want to be. And it confuses the kid. The kid doesn't know better. Yeah. And 
I mean, obviously it sounds like maybe too simple of an answer, but one of the ways that we can begin to combat that is with the word. Yes. It's teaching them to rely on God, to trust in God, to have faith in God. What else? Uh, what other ways as, as parents? I'm concerned, you know, again, <laughs> I think every, I've heard people, I've heard older people older than me say this. I'm just so afraid for my kids and my grandkids and this to grow up in this generation. And, and there's definitely a level of truth to that because it's kind of scary what's available. Um, and there's, there's tons of materials out there. You just, it, you need to ask for the help, you know, go see your pastor, go see people in authority that counselors and things that can give you the material for help. And that's my counselor right now calling uh, to give me help. <laughs> I need help. But, uh, you know, I just, I just want to encourage these people that are listening today. Some people that are listening are parents, they're grandparents. And uh, it's scary, too, because that, we, again, our kids are growing up in a godless society. It, they are. It's, it's what they have see on TV and music and um, games and things like that are just are filling our kids' minds with garbage is what it is. It's not wholesome and godly stuff. All right, we could probably do a whole show on this one. Give me your take on that one in terms of social media, what's happening there with social media. I know we're talking about phones and uh, you know how you know everything is right at the palm of our hand. Uh, I, w- <laughs> I was convicted yesterday. I was thinking about that yesterday. I'm like, man, sometimes I'm, lo- I'm looking at my phone too much. I'm social media too much. Those kind of things. How do we combat that? Well, as a parent, you need to you need to know what your children are doing. It's what's going on. Don't just give them a phone and say, "Here, go play," or an iPad or tablet. You need to know what they're doing, and you need to set boundaries for your kids. In today's society, there is no boundaries now. Yeah, kids can do what they want when they want. And we need to go back to. We need to set the boundaries and teach them that this is not okay. You know, I've seen third graders with cell phones. I've seen, you know, six and seven-year-olds have cell phones, and they can get on anything. With that cell phone, you can look up things that no, even me as a grown adult should not be able to look at. Right, and you can put some of those security things on there, but there's, you can always find a way or always stumble across some of those things. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't block everything. So you just need to, as a parent, you need to be proactive and mindful of what your children are doing. And set the limits, you know. Let them only be on there 10 minutes a day and, you know, make sure they're in the room with you. Yeah. I think it's just, I know it's, again, kind of a simple answer in a sense. But just making, I can't encourage you enough, those of you that are parents and grandparents, that you just make it a priority to put as much of God into our children as possible. Yeah. God is always, always always around us. So there's no problem trying to find him in, in everywhere because he is everywhere. So he's in the trees. Teach him about every little aspect. Every moment of the day should be a teaching moment. Yeah, make spiritual life, spiritual living the most important thing. Yes. In the life of your child. I know I can, being having been a former youth pastor, a pastor, that I can rant, literally rant and rave all day long about this kind of thing. But 
We really do. We make sports, the soccer team, school events. We, we, we waste, maybe not waste, but we invest so much time and money into these things. Maybe, I don't, maybe look at your checkbook, but I want to challenge you. What are you, how much are you investing spiritually in your child? Yeah, I camp, you know, church camp, missions, missions, kids camp, um, just things that are happening at your, your church, church related read, around reading your church. the Bible every day, devotion, um, family time. Yeah. Um, great. Great. I know, uh, one thing that, one thing that just irks me real bad when I hear a parent, Oh, we didn't bring our kid to church today because he got in trouble and anything. Don't punish your kid for, don't take church or spirituality away from your kid. Yeah, by that's not a good letting point. them go to church, don't do that. Don't it's just <laughs> just wrong. It's why are you you definitely God? That yeah, uh, if you want to punish your kid, make them go to church. Make, no, no, I don't let it be a punch. Yeah, I mean that's the right way, but yeah, don't don't keep the things that really matter away from your kid, which is Jesus and and spirituality and things like that. That's the only way that you're going to combat that because there is going to be so much coming at your child, your grandchild, your nieces nephews and and we got to keep putting god in the mix of everything yeah i was i heard a podcast the other day listening to the podcast that um the guy the way he disciplined his kid was if they did wrong he had they had the punishment had to reconnect the relationship so if it separated a relationship or if he like the kid talked back to the mom or something the kid had to do something special for the mom to recommit that relationship Wow. Uh, I'm going to challenge you today. Um, we talked about BGMC. You can go to bgmc.ag.org. You can find all out about BGMC. And I want to, we've spent a segment talking about missions, missions in the life of your child. Go on there. There's, you know, there's news, there's videos, there's resources available that you can check out. Uh, BGMC, here's just as I pull it up, even now, BGMC has. 12,345 donors. B, again, BGMC since 1949, $158 million, over $158 million. BGMC supports 2,442 Bible schools and satellite campuses. BGMC supports over 5,200 missionaries across the world. So, man, if you want your child to get involved in missions, a great start. One way is BGMC. Obviously, if you're in this area, you go to Grace Point, you can come to our breakfast this Saturday. Tell us about that real quick. This Saturday at 9 o'clock, we're going to be having a breakfast here at the church to honor um, Buddy and his you know birthday, but also honor the kids that gave and that are giving. Um, one way we teach the kids is we teach them to pray, give, and go. Pray for your missionaries. Give to BGMC. And then grow, grow, uh, grow, uh, go on a mission trip. Yeah, awesome. And maybe one last thought as far as, you know, when we talk, I, I think it's easy to talk about, oh, our culture's horrible, et cetera. Um, do you have any resources that we can give a shout out to parents, to grandparents that feel like they're drowning right now? Their hearts are burdened. They're heavy because of kids, grandkids that are far from the Lord, places that they could get help. Yeah, if you go to the uh, AG website, there's ton of tons of articles about culture and things there's also if you uh, if you google like trends and things there's uh magazines that you can get that teaching what the kids are getting into getting involved in and you can read about the articles 
I don't have the, the names of the articles on top of my head. Yeah. Kidmin.ag.org is the website. K-I-D-M-I-N.ag.org. So one resource, at least, that you can find articles and some helpful things about your child, your grandchild, and teaching them the ways of the Lord. Yes. Any last things, Pastor Justin? No, I'm good. All right. Well, we appreciate it. You talking, encouraging us in regards to missions, BGMC, our children. So as we conclude this podcast, we're praying over your children, your grandchildren, praying over you, that you will be a godly leader to those kids that are in your life, because we want to see God do amazing things in this generation of kids. Yes, we do. All right. We'll talk to you next time.